It's time for My Morning Mixtape on 95BFM. Yes, it is, and my guest for My Morning Mixtape today is Lawrence Arabia. Last week it was revealed that Lawrence Arabia is one of the 10 finalists for the 2020 Tate Music Prize, nominated on the back of his incredible album, uh, his incredible Singles Club album, which was released prior year. He also recently contributed a track to Mansfield, a collection of music dedicated to the poetry of Aotearoa icon Catherine Mansfield. It was also announced last night that his upcoming tour of the North Island has been postponed. This is on the back of concerns around the COVID-19 outbreak. James joins me on the phone today. Kia ora, James. How's it going? Kia ora. It's I'm good. good. It's yeah. good to um, good to have a chat to you. It's been been a long time since I've talked to you on air, and uh, yeah, it's nice. How have you been? Uh, I've been fine. I'm I'm keeping well, but yeah, I just uh, I went to Australia to to go and, ostensibly to go and watch the cricket, um, and then uh, everything hit the fan shit wise. Yeah. And, uh, well, it, um, has, it has been a um, a very interesting week. A lot has changed since my last show up here. So. Yeah, it is. Yeah, a, it, yeah, it is a shame. I think uh, to see so many shows coming up uh, being being cancelled in the last week. What was the thought process behind putting your shows on hold? Um, it was it was mainly. I mean, apart from the fact that everything's changing so quickly, and it's just a sense of that everything's you know in a week. Who knows how you know what's going to be the situation, and everything just feels very unsure. But I think I think the main thought was that I'd arrived in the country on Sunday afternoon and. It was a few hours before the, you know, official cutoff for self-isolation mm. being mandatory. But I, it just seemed a little bit um, imprudent to be oh, bringing, inviting people into rooms full of people to possibly share my germs. And if I turned out that I'd actually contracted the virus in Australia, it would wouldn't have been a great, <laughs> a no, great look. It would have it would have been uh, bad for everyone. I think. Yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Better, so better just, to yeah. err on the side of caution. Yeah. Um, you made a post about it last night uh, via your Facebook and you brought up uh, an incredible point that we've been discussing a lot here at BFM uh, around musicians, venues, roadies, sound engineers and promoters all taking a, uh, a hit financially from all these cancelled and postponed shows. What are your opinions around uh, not claiming refunds as a way to show support to the people affected from these cancellations? I mean, I hope that I mean, especially when, in, in the case of a, you know, in the case of a postponement, um, if you can, you know, if you can not claim a refund and and just wait until the tour is rescheduled, that's going to help people a huge amount. I mean, it's just, but but equally, if you're, you know, if you if you're uh, if you spent like a hundred dollars on a show or something and you've lost your job, then mm. um, there's a bit of give and take there. I think people just have to be kind to each other and try and be understanding. But I mean, I, who knows? It's going to be a lot of it's an ever-changing time, of, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows what the government going to announce today? And mm. um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, a lot of people are not going to have money, so I, I, it's just we're just yeah, going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, so now that your your tour is on hold, uh, what do you think you'll be doing for the next kind of two weeks to a month? Um, I I probably just well, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> Um, just try and be creative and be a good parent, and uh, yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd go and cook some dinners and, and maybe make a bit of music at home, and, um, and hope you know, for if the I best. can still go out, I'll go to my studio and 
and, and but, but yeah, there won't be any public events. But you know, we'll see if I can write some songs or make some music or something. Yeah, I get. I have heard that lots of musicians are using it as an opportunity to trying to kind of stay, get on top of their songwriting, which I guess, uh, which is a good thing. I guess I can look forward to that. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it'll be a little baby boom of music. Yeah, uh, from from this. Yeah. So you've picked out a few songs to share with us all. This first one is from Roberta Flack. What made you pick this one out? I mean, I picked all of them because they, I, I, I was recently compiling a playlist. Um, I just for my own enjoyment, I guess, or, but it was just of songs that were just just heartbreakingly beautiful. So all the songs I picked this morning are just uh, these kind of. Um, sublime, sad, uh, pensive, beautiful songs. Yeah, this one does uh, have a, a very hard-hitting title, The First Time Ever I Saw Your Face. Um, and it's a song that I don't know, so I'm, I'm excited to listen to it. Um, yeah, should we give it a go? It yes. Talk to you soon.
First time ever I saw your face by Roberta Flack, uh, selected by Lawrence Arabia, who is on the phone with me now. That is a truly beautiful song. Uh, thanks for picking that one out, James. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, was, I, I, was, I could only hear it on the phone, uh, but it was um, moving me mm. even even through the crappy speaker in my ear. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, the, uh, we were talking about your tour before, but there's also lots of other exciting things that are going on for you that I want to discuss as well. Let's talk about the tape prize. Yeah. Um, Congrats on making it to the finals, first of all. How many times is this now that you've that you've been in the top ten? I think um, this is the fourth. Fourth time. Because you won it back in 2010, right, for Chant Darling? Yeah. Yeah. That was, um, that's a long time I ago all, now. I mean, not, not to sound braggy, but I think all my albums have been nominated. <laughs> have been nominated for, for the tape. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 but yeah, it's such a good um, collection of albums this year. Mm. Um, so just just delighted to be in, a, in amongst that group of cool albums. Yeah, no, it is, uh, every year I think it's really exciting to see so many um, great local artists of, of different genres as well uh, being praised for what they're doing, which is what makes Tape Prize such a great one to be a part of. Yeah, totally. I think, and I, you know, I think that the depth of music in the country has uh, improved. Mm. You know, not that there wasn't a lot of good music back in 2010, but I think uh, in general it's just, it's, it's, broader and deeper and, and there's just heaps more cool music being made now than there was say 10 years ago which is very healthy i definitely agree uh so you're you're up for your singles club album uh what what's it like to kind of get an album made in that in that manner uh into the, start getting all the get nominated for an award like this because it, uh, was, it wasn't yeah. written the the normal in a normal kind of fashion of an album right no it was it was definitely created under different circumstances um, but um, you know I suppose any album takes a period of you know it's, it's, in a way it's not that you know uh, in some ways it's very different from other my other records but um, you know I, other albums I've made have taken a long you know been recorded over a, a year long period or something like that anyway so it's in a way it's quite similar and, and, and even though I was kind of trying to do this compilation type album of different singles it ended up that I started trying to construct it as an album hmm. as they as they went on so um, you know even though it kind of came together in this rather artificial form I think it ended up as a um, pretty albumy album hmm. no I I think I, I agree with that as well and it was nice to see on the especially when the on the back end of once those singles were released it was nice to see kind of an idea of what the album was going to look like uh, and once the finished project was out I I really enjoyed it thank you uh, we've got a couple more tracks this next one's from Judy Sill uh, The Kiss what made you pick this one out? Uh, 
guitars, this is just fits into another um, heavy, heartbreaking, intense, <laughs> beautiful song. Uh, yeah, so um, um, the previous one didn't make you start sobbing. Sorry, that's my son. I'm just um, <laughs> I'm looking after my son this morning. Oh, nice. um, yeah, yeah, if you, uh, yeah, it's just another totally beautiful, sad song from the early 70s. Already it sounds lovely.
I'm a big fan of uh, your most recent offering, Millard, which reached on the Mansfield compilation last month. Were you a fan of Catherine Mansfield before you created that song? I, um... Was I a fan? Not particularly. Not, not, <laughs> I mean, not, not like any, um... I wasn't, you know, just tasteful. I didn't love Catherine didn't have a distaste for her, but I, I wasn't a fan or anything. I, I yeah. This is the, pretty much the only bit of Cats from Matthew I've ever read. Oh, okay. I, think I might have read one short story or something before that, but um, yeah, so it was, a, it was a whole new thing for me. Mm. So yeah, how, how did it work? Were you uh, Did Charlotte Yates give you a, a poem uh, that you reworked, or was it more of a kind of inspiration based off of her work? How did it come together? She sent a poem that she thought would work for me, um, and, and I couldn't change anything about it so it had to be you know as written okay um yeah and um i mean the only thing i did to make it fit to a song was i repeated a repeated a a part of it and made it into a chorus um but yeah it was just i think she just thought um you know it's kind of i mean it's an interesting topic um and it's written from like the her tuberculosis sanatorium um I, uh, and it was published after she died, actually, but I, I, I presume it was, you know, in in the last period of her life. Um, but it's but it's quite a funny lyric, even though it's about her being stuck in a situation where she's probably about to die mm. of a terrible lung disease. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's yeah. Despite all that, it is quite funny, and I think that um, Charlotte thought that it would suit my style. Yeah, I think. Uh... It, it, it was interesting when I uh, started digging a little bit deeper into what the actual subject matter of the song was uh, and it was in regard, like, talking about all these, uh, <laughs> um, I guess, like dark subject matter but uh, with a little bit of a Lawrence Arabia flair in there to keep it upbeat. Um, did you did you want to go for that kind of more upbeat kind of... I guess a lot of your music is like that, right? Yeah, I mean, I just didn't want to... I didn't want to set a poem and it suddenly become this kind of ponderous poem thing and I just kind of, I just sort of bullheadedly went ahead with just making a, f- a kind of fun Lawrence Arabia track um, rather than thinking about the heaviness of it or trying to make it all poemy. Yeah. I just didn't want to make it all poemy. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just wanted to make it into, a, I just wanted to turn it as much as possible into one of my pop songs. Mm. Uh, do you think you'd you'd ever kind of tackle something like that again in the future? Do you like the idea? Uh, yeah, I love the idea. I mean, the thing is, it's, it, even though you know, I, I you know, I'm not too bad at writing lyrics, but it's incredible. I actually find it incredibly hard to do it, and it's incredibly hard to think of topics to write about. So 
So it's amazingly liberating just being given a piece, a text, and 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 and, and that's your task to turn that into um into music. Uh, it really helps a lot. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for chatting with me. We've got one more song to pick. This uh, Fairport Convention track. Who knows where the time goes? Is this uh, fil- kind of fitting in with the the same vein of the other two tracks that you've picked out? Yeah, totally. It's another really um, sad uh, song. Um, recently, I did a show with um, Tiny Ruins, a solo. Sh- a, we did solo sets at, at the Lee Sawmill, and we did a cover of the song, um, which which Holly sang. And, I consequently learned that she, as you might expect, she had a family um, were complete like English folk freaks as she when she was growing up. So she was completely saturated by that kind of music. Um, so it's just, I think it was a song that she'd always loved as, as a child and, and wanted to sing it. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a really another beautiful sad song. Awesome. Well, thanks so much yeah. for, for having a chat to me and sharing some, some truly beautiful songs. Uh, good luck with your next few weeks, and I hope to see you out and about uh, as soon as this all kind of tides over. Yes, yeah. Bye-bye. Thanks, Hunter. No worries.
Till it's time to go That was Fairport Convention, uh, Who Knows Where the Time Goes, selected by Lawrence Arabia, who I was speaking to earlier. Uh, Lawrence Arabia has just postponed his uh, upcoming tour of the North Island on the back of COVID-19 worries, uh, fears. Um, And that does mean that uh, he's going to be out of some sort of income. Remember that musicians around the world rely on touring as some of their income and are taking a huge hit financially from these cancelled and postponed shows. So wherever you can, uh, buy their music and support the artists as much as you can. That was My Morning Mixtape on 95 BFM.